Welcome, everyone, to our special deep dive episode. We've got quite the electrifying topic today, haven't we, Jen? That's right, Tom. Today, we're demystifying the world of high-performance computing and radar technology by exploring a fascinating paper titled GPGPU Acceleration of Incoherent Scatter Radar Plasma Line Analysis. And for those wondering what on earth that means, fear not. We're here to break down the complex jargon and guide you through this scientific journey. Jen, want to kick us off with some context? With pleasure, Tom. So the paper we're discussing today is significant because it presents a leap forward in the analysis of plasma lines, which are crucial for understanding the Earth's ionosphere, a layer of the atmosphere filled with charged particles. That's right, Jen. The ionosphere plays a vital role in radio communication and GPS signals, among other things. Now, researchers traditionally analyze plasma lines using something called incoherent scatter radar, or ISR, a specialized radar technology that probes the ionosphere to gather information about charged particles. But the challenge with ISR, folks, is that it requires significant computational power to process the data, especially if you want to do that in real time. And that's where General Purpose Computing on Graphics Processing Units, or GPGPUs, come into play. GPGPUs, originally designed for gaming graphics, are now used in scientific computing due to their ability to handle multiple operations simultaneously, making them perfect for the intense number crunching needed in ISR applications. And this paper pushes the boundaries further by using GPGPU technology to significantly speed up the analysis of plasma lines, enabling near real-time processing speeds. That's a big win for space scientists and engineers. Absolutely. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of the paper, let's iron out some key concepts. The primary focus here is the Langmuir resonance, a type of plasma oscillation affected by the density of electrons in the ionosphere. To measure these oscillations, you need high-frequency radar systems that can send and receive signals to and from the ionosphere. Just imagine sending a radio wave to space and analyzing the echoes. That's a simplified way to think about it. Now, onto the paper's core content. The researchers developed an algorithm specifically tailored to run on a GPGPU framework, offering an incredible speedup over traditional CPU-based analyses. This is like upgrading from a single-core engine to a turbocharged multi-core beast, if cars are more your thing. The technique discussed in the paper uses the powerful parallel processing capabilities of GPUs to process large sets of radar data incredibly fast. And their findings? They've achieved an order of magnitude improvement over CPU analysis. We're talking about going from processing data over the course of hours down to mere minutes or even seconds. The implications of this are huge for the field. Not only could this lead to more efficient and accurate monitoring of the ionosphere, but it also paves the way for more advanced research into near-Earth space phenomena and even weather prediction models. As we dash towards the conclusion of the paper, the researchers reflect on their groundbreaking work. They're not just patting themselves on the back for the speed they've achieved. They're also providing a scalable, cost-effective solution for fellow scientists in the space and atmospheric research community. And let's not forget the accessibility of their work. They're making their algorithm publicly available, ensuring the scientific community can build upon their success. That's the collaborative spirit we love to see. To wrap this up, folks, what we have here is a superb example of how advancements in one field 
computer graphics can catapult research capabilities in a seemingly unrelated field, space science. It demonstrates the interconnectedness of our modern technological world and how we're continually pushing the limits of what's possible. And that's it for our story on GPGPU acceleration in radar analysis. We hope you're feeling a little more enlightened about plasma lines, GPUs, and the incredible impact of this research. Thanks for joining us on this complex yet enthralling adventure. Until next time, keep looking up and wondering about the mysteries of the universe and the technology that helps us explore it. Signing off, this is Tom. And Jen from the award-winning podcast that takes you into the heart of scientific breakthroughs. Have a stellar day. Have you ever tried to analyze plasma lines with your old tired CPU and thought, there's got to be a better way? Well, now there is. Introducing the Plasma Stream 3000 by IonTech, the speed demon of the ionosphere analysis world, powered by pure GPGPU goodness. Forget waiting ages for your data to process. The Plasma Stream 3000 turns hours into seconds with its cutting edge parallel processing. It's like giving your data analysis a jetpack. And talk about multitasking. This baby can crunch numbers so fast it makes supercomputers look like they're running on hamster wheels. Need to calculate electron densities during a lightning storm while making coffee? Plasma Stream 3000 has got you covered, but watch out for those lightning bolts. Plus, with every purchase, we'll throw in a free set of steak knives. Because why not? You'll be slicing through data faster than a hot knife through butter anyway. So don't wait. Zap your way to near real-time ionospheric insights with Plasma Stream 3000, where the only thing hotter than the plasma lines is our GPUs. Call 1-800-IONFAST. That's 1-800-IONFAST. Plasma Stream 3000, bringing the power of the cosmos right to your desktop. IonTech, we speed up your research so you can slow down and enjoy the little things, like those free steak knives. Just kidding, please don't slow down in your research. Offer valid until the sun burns out, which, thanks to our GPUs, will predict more accurately than ever. Call now. Welcome, science enthusiasts and plasma physics aficionados. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen, beaming with excitement for another deep dive into cutting-edge fusion research. We've got a real treat for our listeners today. We're going to unravel the mystery behind Thomson Scattering Diagnostics at the Globus M2 Tokamak. Even if you're not a physicist, we promise to keep it intriguing and hit you with knowledge you probably never knew you needed. The Globus M2 Tokamak, located in the cold depths of St. Petersburg, Russia, is pushing the boundaries of plasma physics. Indeed, Jen. And the paper we're discussing today zeroes in on Thomson scattering, the deflection of electromagnetic waves by charged particles. In this case, it's used as a diagnostic tool for plasmas within tokamaks. And how vital are these diagnostics, Tom? Thomson scattering diagnostics are the backbone of understanding the fiery beast that is plasma. Without this, we're essentially blind to what's happening inside a tokamak reactor. Tokamaks, by the way, are devices designed to potentially harness the power of the stars right here on Earth. They trap plasma with magnetic fields to achieve fusion, the reaction that powers our sun. This paper discusses a Thomson scattering system specifically designed for the Globus M2 spherical tokamak, tailored for its fiery plasma. 
Now, the Globus M2 is particularly interesting because of its compact design and the fact that it operates with an exceptionally strong toroidal magnetic field. Indeed. This paper explains the diagnostic tools that observe and measure the plasma's electron temperature and density, two critical parameters that define the plasma's state. We'll unpack this paper in detail, starting with the research objectives, methodology, results, and the potential impact these findings have on the field of plasma physics. Let's dive into the objectives. The primary goal here was to develop a Thomson scattering diagnostic system for the Globus M2 tokamak that allows precise measurements of the electron temperature and density. They used some high-end spectrometers, acquisition systems, and lasers that align with the requirements for diagnostic tools for the ITER project. Yeah, ITER is a mega-project involving 35 nations aiming to demonstrate that fusion is a viable source of large-scale, carbon-free energy. Methodology next. This system employed two probing lasers with differing wavelengths, one being the main AYAG laser, which Gen allowed the team to take measurements in multicolor mode. It lets them measure electron temperature, even if the spectral calibration is a bit off. The results were impressive. They managed to measure electron temperatures ranging from 5 E volts to 5 KeVs and electron densities from 5 by 1017 to 3.25 by 1020 millisquamus 3. As for implications, Understanding the behavior of plasmas at these temperatures and densities is crucial for further development of fusion energy. And the system isn't just for show. It's a prototype that tests methods that will be used on ITER's diverter Thomson scattering diagnostics. Conclusion. So to put it all into perspective, the work outlined in this paper is a stellar leap toward demystifying the heart of a tokamak. And its broader relevance well, it's part of the grand challenge to unlock the potential of fusion energy. It means clean energy, limited waste, and harnessing power akin to the cosmos. What could be more relevant? That's all we've got time for today. Stay curious, radiate positivity, and we'll see you at the next episode. Are you ready to light up your world, literally? With Globus Glimmers, your home can now bask in the ambient glow of plasma ball cheek. Ever dreamed of having your very own mini tokamak lighting fixture, complete with actual Thomson scattering diagnostics? Hmm, okay, so maybe not the diagnostics part. But still, Globus Glimmers isn't just your standard lamp company. They've taken fusion-style lighting to a whole new level. Inspired by the intricate and advanced Thomson scattering system at the Globus M2 tokamak, these lamps might just measure your excitement levels. They can't really, but they'll certainly scatter some style across your living room. So light up your life with Globus Glimmers, the only lighting with a PhD in fusion physics. Disclaimer, lamps do not contain actual plasmas or contribute to fusion research. But they're pretty darn cool. Get yours today. Welcome back, everyone, to our Deep Dive podcast series, where we unravel some of the most interesting and intricate research papers out there. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we've got a fascinating episode lined up for you. We're diving into a paper that discusses accelerating flow simulations using online dynamic mode decomposition. Right, Jen. Flow simulations are critical in so many fields, from designing sleek cars and airplanes to predicting weather patterns. They can be computationally intensive and time-consuming, which is where this paper comes in. Now, before we dive into the nitty-gritty, 
let's set the stage. Computational simulations often involve solving physics problems governed by partial differential equations, or PDEs for short, which require a lot of computational resources. Exactly. A full-order model, or FALM, is like a high-fidelity, detailed map of the entire system. But sometimes we need faster, less detailed results. And this is where a reduced-order model, or ROM, comes into play. That's the crux of this paper. It proposes an on-the-fly, reduced-order model integrated with the simulation to speed things up. And the tool they use to do this is called Dynamic Mode Decomposition, or DMD. DMD is like a mathematician's camera. It takes snapshots of a system over time and helps identify patterns in the dynamics of the system. But usually, this is done offline, meaning separate from the actual simulation. However, this paper introduces an online approach where the DMD is updated dynamically as the simulation progresses, progressively replacing the FOM and saving precious computation time. The existing literature already showed us the power of DMD, but applying it in an online fashion during flow simulation is the real innovative leap here. So strap in, listeners, as we take a complex journey through dynamic systems, reduced order modeling, and computational savings. Moving on to the core of the topic, let's talk about the objectives of this paper. The researchers aimed to boost the efficiency of flow simulations by integrating an online dynamic mode decomposition. They started with a simulation using a full-order model, but as soon as they collected enough data, they initialized the DMD and used it for prediction in the next time step. And if the prediction met a certain accuracy level, they'd use the DMD instead of the FOM, which is a huge time saver. They set up an error estimator to measure how well the DMD predictions were doing. If it was within the acceptable range, they stuck with it. If not, back to the FOM, they went for more data. Over time, the DMD predictions improved, and the FOM got called upon less and less. And if they were confident in the DMD's performance, they'd skip right to the end of the simulation and predict the final outcomes. They put this to the test with a flow simulation over a cylinder using an incompressible flow solver. And the results were impressive, Jen. A 4.4 times speed up compared to the foam solver, all while maintaining the simulation's accuracy. They confirmed this by checking the Strohall number against existing data. Plus, a single time stepping using this hybrid method was more than five times faster than just using the low fidelity foam. That's a significant improvement. Now let's talk about the implications. Accelerating flow simulations could revolutionize industries and research by allowing for quicker iterations and analyses. It can also pave the way for more effective use of computational resources, making these types of simulations more accessible. And the techniques they've developed here, they're not just for flow simulations. We're talking greater potential for a range of dynamic systems analysis. To cap things off, this paper is a big deal. It represents a merging point of traditional modeling and modern computational techniques, and it serves a dual purpose of both advancing research and providing practical computational benefits. Absolutely, Jen. Seeing these kinds of advancements in real time is exciting. It's a prime example of how innovation can lead to valuable improvements in such a technical field. Hey, listeners. Have you ever been stuck in traffic and thought, if only we could compute the flow of these cars faster? Introducing Streamlined Speedsters, the company born from the cutting-edge research of accelerating flow simulations using online dynamic mode decomposition. 
Are you tired of waiting centuries for your computer to finish those pesky simulations of flows, be it air, water, or even a swarm of bees? Worry no more. With our dynamic mode fast track service, powered by our smart, snappy, and somewhat sassy AI, Simi, you can get results faster than a duck in a water slide. Need to model how ketchup flows on a hot dog at a cookout? How about the aerodynamics of a sneeze in an elevator? Our on-the-fly DMD can handle it all while you enjoy a coffee break, without spilling a drop of coffee, of course. And for all you thrill-seekers, we've got the Vortex Vanquisher package. Strap in as we speed through flow simulations like a bat out of a very well-ventilated cave. With our high-tech, low-drag computational wizardry, you'll be saving so much time, you might actually pick up knitting. Streamline speedsters. Making flow simulations so fast, you'll feel like you're falling through time itself. Call us now, and we might even predict that call in advance. Terms and conditions apply. We cannot predict lottery numbers yet. Welcome back, listeners, to another deep dive into cutting-edge research. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're rolling up our sleeves and plumbing the depths of a research paper that's bubbling with innovation. Literally. We're talking about a liquid phase loop mode argon purification system. For those who have just tuned in, don't fret if that sounds rather complex. We're unboxing this topic together, starting from the basics. Jen, lead us into the introduction. Will you? Absolutely, Tom. At its core, this paper addresses a key challenge in particle physics experiments, keeping noble gas-based detectors such as liquid argon or xenon extremely pure. I see. And by extremely pure, we mean freed from insidious impurities that can dramatically affect detector performance, which is essential for dark matter searches or neutrino observations. Precisely, Tom. Now, in the context of this paper, what's significant is that this research aims to optimize liquid phase purification, a method that allows for much larger mass flows compared to the conventional gaseous purification. And the reason it's significant is that these methods trace their roots back to astroparticle physics, where they contribute to staggering advancements like the dark side 50 and xenon-1T experiments, achieving ultra-low impurity levels in liquid argon and xenon. Now let's untangle some of the key concepts here. Liquid noble gas detectors function by detecting scintillation light and ionization electrons produced when particles interact with the liquid argon. Right, Jen. And impurities like nitrogen, oxygen, and water can spoil the party by quenching, meaning they reduce the light yield or capture those precious ionization electrons before they can be detected. They use special getters, which are materials that capture these impurities when operated at high temperatures. However, due to scaling issues with increasing detector sizes, these getters aren't always practical. Thus enters the liquid phase purification in our research paper. They've constructed a system called Lapis, cute name, right? Which operates at a medium scale with copper catalysts and molecular sieves to clean the argon. Copper and molecular sieves, that's our purifying duo. The copper tackles oxygen by forming copper oxide and the molecular sieves use van der Waals forces to capture water. Ingenious. It really is. But hold that thought, Jen, as we're diving into the core details of this research right after a short break. Stay tuned for an enlightening journey through methodology, findings, and trust me, you don't want to miss the implications it holds for the future of particle detection. 
Back to our exploration of the liquid phase loop mode argon purification system. Jen, tell us about this lapis setup and how they get down to scraping away at those impurities. Will do, Tom. Lapis, the system's name, remember, is a marvel of engineering with two traps filled with our cleanup crew, copper catalyst and molecular sieves. This system can handle up to one ton of liquid argon. That's pretty impressive. Now on to the purification action. There are two modes, batch mode, where they purify the argon while filling the detector, and loop mode, which keeps the purification ongoing. The loop mode process is where Lapis really shines. After an initial batch mode purification, they faced contamination due to an air leak, so they switched to loop mode to restore the liquid argon's scintillation properties. An important point for our listeners, scintillation properties refer to how well the argon produces that detectable light when particle interactions occur. And in loop mode, they circulated the contaminated liquid argon through lapis over and over, improving purity each time. Using a submersible pump, they managed to recover the argon's scintillation light lifetime, a measure of purity to almost what it was before air contamination. Although, it took over 20 volume exchanges, which was a bit puzzling, as they expected fewer cycles. And that leads us to the part of the episode I love the most, the implications and potential applications of this research. The findings here are pointing toward more efficient and capable purification techniques, which are game changers for the next generation of particle detectors. Absolutely, Tom. High purity levels are crucial for experiments studying neutrinos and searching for dark matter. And cleaning up argon on larger scales means experiments like the Legend 200 could benefit from systems like Lapis. And last but not least, our conclusion. This meticulous work has laid the basis for the future where noble liquid detectors can handle impurities like PRAS, ensuring particle physics experiments remain on the razor's edge of precision and exploration. I couldn't have said it better myself, Tom. It's papers like these that make you realize the sheer magnitude of behind-the-scenes work that empowers the grand experiments answering the universe's call. True that, Jen. For all you curious minds out there, you can see how deep the rabbit hole goes with science, such fine detailing and dedication. That's a wrap for today's episode. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay curious and keep exploring. Ever find yourself swimming in a pool of noble liquid gases, just wishing they were a bit purer? Have you ever thrown a party for electrons and found unwanted guests like nitrogen and oxygen crashing it? Well, fret no more. Introducing the Get Argon Purification Service, your one-stop shop for that noble gas nobility. Our Lapis Mini, modeled after high-tech purification systems, will scrub and cleanse your liquid argon until it's sparkling with cleanliness. Hosting a scintillation soiree? Our loop-de-loop -loop mode will keep your argon's light life going longer than the Energizer Bunny. And for those pesky air leaks, our leak-be-gone detectors will nip contaminations in the bud faster than you can say, long live the electrons. With Get Argon, you'll go from oh no impurities to ah, pure bliss. So call now and we'll throw in a free copper coil coaster set because even your drinks deserve pure argon. Get Argon, where purity meets party. Because let's face it, in the world of noble gases, it's not just fun and games, it's elemental perfection. Call 1-800-GET-ARGEN today. Welcome back to another episode of our educational podcast series, 
where we delve deep into the world of science and technology. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're thrilled to bring you a fascinating episode titled Design of Two-Dimensional Reflective Imaging Systems, an approach based on inverse methods. Indeed, Jen. Nowadays, optimizing imaging systems for clarity and precision is more critical than ever, whether it's for astronomical observation, medical imaging, or the optics used in our everyday cameras and smartphones. That's right, Tom. And to help us navigate this complex topic, we'll break it into four comprehensive segments. Introduction, core, implications and applications, and conclusion. In our introduction, we will provide context on why this paper is a game changer in its field. We'll simplify key scientific concepts and tackle some of the complex vocabulary head on. Moving into the core of our discussion, we'll dissect the research paper's objectives, the methodology the authors used, and the key findings that emerged from their work. Then, we'll explore the potential impact these findings could have on the field of optical design as we evaluate the implications and applications. And finally, in our conclusion, we'll summarize the main points of our discussion and reflect on the personal and broader relevance of the paper's contributions. So, without further ado, let's shine a light on this bright topic. Jen, can you give us some background on why this research is significant? Of course, Tom. Reflective imaging systems are integral to a vast array of technologies, but they have a long-standing issue with aberrations, those pesky, tiny deviations from the ideal image. Right, and these aberrations can majorly affect the image quality. To combat this, researchers traditionally focused on aspheric elements, but they had their limitations, didn't they? Absolutely. Enter freeform optical elements. With their lack of symmetry and increased degrees of freedom, they offer a promising frontier for optimizing optical systems. And that's exactly what authors Sanjana Verma, Martijn J. H. Anthonissen, Jan H. M. Tenthaya Bonkamp, and Wilbert L. Iserman have focused on in their paper. Moving on to the core of the episode, these researchers have set out with a clear objective to use inverse methods from non-imaging optics for designing 2D freeform reflectors that minimize aberrations. To achieve this, they've employed a combination of theoretical constructs like aberration theory and optimization algorithms such as the Nelder-Mead simplex method. And Tom, their results are remarkable. By comparing their optimized freeform designs with classical aspherical designs, they found that their designs outperform traditional ones in minimizing aberrations. This brings us to the implications. Their approach could revolutionize how we design optical systems, paving the way for better imaging in various technological applications. And in concluding, we reflect on the significance of their study. By reformulating the design process of imaging systems, these researchers have opened up new possibilities for innovation in the field of optics. This episode is bound to enlighten you on the intricacies of optical design and the cutting-edge approaches that are transforming the field. So stay with us as we delve into the world of two-dimensional reflective imaging systems with an enlightening discussion that's sure to reflect well on your understanding of optics. Stay tuned. <laughs> Have you ever taken a photo only to see more blurs than at a carnival funhouse mirror? goofy mirror sound effect. Well, worry no more. Introducing ReflexAct, bringing you the crispest, clearest, and most accurate images, courtesy of the future. Tired of those pesky aberrations ruining your grandma's 100th birthday photo? With ReflexAct, 
Grandma's wrinkles will be sharper than ever. Using the groundbreaking design of two-dimensional freeform reflectors, ReflexAct transforms your blurry mess into a masterpiece. Whether it's capturing a supernova's glow or that elusive dimple on your niece's cheek, our imaging technology is so precise, it's out of this world. Rocket blast off. So precise indeed, you could literally count the ants at your picnic. From space. ReflexAct. Because life's too short for bad optics. Now offering a free trip to the optometrist, because after you see our clarity, you'll think your eyes are deceiving you. ReflexAct, where every image is a reflection of perfection. Say goodbye to Blur and hello to ReflexAct. Thank you.